0: Hello and welcome to this podcast with Pastor Tony Palo. recorded live at Restoration Church of Rhode Island. Enjoy today's message. Thank you guys for being here tonight. Praise God. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody take a deep breath. I really feel um, compelled um, to go. Um, we did the one of the fruit of the spirit uh, last week on, on joy, and I'm I'm feel Compelled to talk about peace for the next couple of uh, uh, services, and um, which is one of the fruit of the spirit. So we have joy, we have love, joy, peace. I know we skipped over love, we'll cover that some another time because you guys are so good at loving each other. <laughs> so we did love, there's love, joy, peace, right? According to the fruit of the spirit, we did joy, and um, tonight we're starting uh, the, the, the series on peace, overcoming anxious thoughts. Um, I, really f- I really felt strongly to cover this in the uh, uh, book of the Bible that we're using is Isaiah chapter 26 verses 3 and 4. And it, and it says this, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Now, one version you may have is he will keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee um, because he trusts in you. Um, but I'd like to confront, I want to, this, this is really more than a message, a series, because I, what I want to do is I want to confront what is challenging your peace. There is so many things competing for your peace. Do you ever feel like, no, I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I feel like I have to fight for my peace, and it shouldn't be because Jesus fought and died and paid for something that I keep fighting for. And and so peace is one of my favorite things, I got to tell you. Uh, and it's not, as Jesus says, it's not the kind of peace that the world gives, but it's the kind of peace that, uh, that only he gives. The world is competing for your attention, and, and our current setup right now does not support and celebrate your peace. Does not. I, th- think about it now. I don't know how people do it without Jesus. They don't. I mean, I, I can remember when, what, what you did before, Jesus, you had a crutch. We all have a crutch. I know they say you just use Jesus as a crutch. I say guilty as charged, right? <laughs> but I, sometimes I feel like it's a fight to walk in peace, and it shouldn't be because the promises of God have already been paid for and fought for. And all it requires us is to live in covenant. When we live in covenant, we experience the promises of God. And so one of the things that the Lord has been really dealing with me and convicting me is is trust, the trust factor. And the Lord has been speaking to my heart, even working on this message that that I need to work on my ability. Like I've said before, I'm a man of faith. I believe in the promise. I just don't know how it's going to happen. And I get nervous if it doesn't happen in five minutes. I believe it's not happening. Then I have to trust. Oh, now you're going to make me trust in you? I, can, I, I have faith for the promise, trust for the process is where, where I struggle with. And so I realized that the topic that we spoke on the last couple of weeks and then tonight's topic, um, peace, and I realized that after we covered joy, fruit of the spirit, we really needed to cover uh, peace. And peace is not something you fight for. Peace is not something that you have to achieve. In fact, the Bible says he will keep you perfect peace. I love this. And in order for us to grasp what Isaiah is saying, we need to highlight Jesus. Because it is it's really about Jesus. Yes? Okay. <laughs> it's really, uh, everything, the Old Testament is really about Jesus. So Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, in the Passion Translation, simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle and humble and this is key part here is easy to please you will find refreshment and rest in me now this verse may not be sound familiar because it's in the passion translation but if you have the niv of king James, it says, uh come take my yoke upon me rest in me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light here he says simply join your life with mine when you join your life with jesus you take on what's important to him because it is possible i panic about things and every once in a while i'll say God, I don't know if this is important to you, but if it's not important to you, I don't want it to be important to me. Like moving to Plymouth from Arizona. Yeah, God, this is important to you. So I want, that's the call of God. So Jesus is saying, now he's a rabbi and he's saying to his disciples, take my yoke upon you. I want you to join me, take my burden, because usually to follow a rabbi would mean following all these heavy rules and regulations. Jesus says, time out on all that craziness. I want you to take my burden on you and, and find out what's important to me. I want it to be important to you. And I love this last part. You will find refreshment and rest. I like the word refreshment. Anytime I see refreshment, I go, yay. Would you like refreshments? Anytime we have a meeting. If we ever have a meeting and there's no refreshments, you go, Pastor Tony's not in charge. Did he go on vacation? Like what happened? There's always, well, whatever. You will find refreshment and rest in me. He said, let me be your light, your peace, your rest. And I like that part. Join your life with mine. Abide with me. And why is this premise so vital when it comes to us living in peace because Jesus came to heal he came to make whole and essentially he came to really fix something that was broken right and if we decide to live out the broken version of ourselves we're going to experience broken results broken results is what chaos crisis madness look around look at our lives right now People are holding their breath for, for the next election to take place, thinking that somebody magic is going to come in and just transform the world. That's mad. Broken results is a result of a lack of peace. So when I walk in peace, I like joy now. Peace is not a feeling, although I like the feeling of peace. Peace is Yeah, I was feeling kind of anxious, and I feel better now. That's peace. Yeah, I couldn't fly, but now I can. God help me. Sure, that's peace. But fundamentally, what's deeper than peace is the trust in God, that we have right standing with God. And when we trust in God, we have to come to the end of ourselves, and we have to really, when we trust in the Lord, this is what it is. When you trust in God, you have to come to terms that you're not going to understand everything. I don't like that part. I don't like it. Because in my mind, I, I, when I pray for discernment, what I'm really praying is, God, help me to understand this. But that's not discernment. I pray, Lord, help me to understand. But when then I understand that, I don't have to trust. So I say, God, give me the courage to trust. Isaiah's focus is how you deal with life shows who is mastering you. And just like joy, peace is not merely a feeling. It's a focus to help me overcome anxious thoughts. Let's look at that first, that first part of that verse. He will keep you in perfect peace. He will keep. Which means, this is what it means. You're already there. Why are you there? Because I mean, it's pretty interesting. God, who's so many things, who has hundreds of names because he's so multifaceted, one of the things he calls himself when he sends Jesus uh, to the earth is in Isaiah 9, 6, is Prince of Peace. He's so many things, but one thing he is, he's a Prince of Peace. And when a prince is a part of a kingdom, the prince's role and job is to Give things away. He's responsible for supplying the needs of the people, of the townspeople, of the village people. So in this context, the prince of peace, his job is to say, peace, shalom, sh- peace, I'm, I'm, I am peace. It's not something he gives. It's, it, it's who he is. Now the prince of peace, creator God, lives somewhere in here. <laughs> so when I go, God, I lost my peace. Help me to have peace. I go, No. Here he says he will keep you there. He doesn't have to get you there. And like joy, you didn't lose your joy just like you didn't lose your peace. We don't pray, Jesus, give me peace. We pray, Jesus, keep me in peace. So God is keeping, God is keeping you there. So these are the things. I'm not somebody who's arrived. I'm somebody in process just like you. So when I'm struggling in the middle of the night, one person. When I'm struggling in the middle of the night, I I I am My like, God, I thank you for peace. I don't pray for peace. I thank. I say, God, thank you for peace. Why am I struggling for something that Jesus fought for and died for? I feel like I'm losing a battle for a war that's already been won. He's won a battle, and I'm. Win- He's won a war, and I'm losing battles. So these are the things we're reviewing. We're rehearsing. God, you will keep me. He's keeping me there. he's maintaining me. So this mindset now is not a concept, it's a person. Oh God, if you could just give me peace, God's like, mm, I did. His name is Jesus, and he lives inside of you, and you talk to him every single day. So it's not a concept, it's a, it's a person. Prince, Prince of. Peace. So what Jesus now, who's the prince of peace, and then Isaiah 9, 6, he has the government on his shoulders, actually lives inside of you, bringing principled order of his word, now is living inside of you. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's Peace is, I'm okay with however way this turns out, and I'm okay. And I've resigned to the fact that I have to know everything. I've resigned. Some of you are in scenarios right now that you keep saying, if I just understood, I would be fine. And it's not the case. Because, first of all, we, we have no idea what God has in store for us, right? He is unlimited in his mindset. And even though we have the mind of Christ, it, it will never come to a point where we'll be able to use 100% of our brain. So he says, join your life with mine. Take on, I want you to adopt and adapt, what's important to me is going to be important to you. When I take on something that's important to me but not important to him, guess what? I experience feelings and emotions that I were never designed to experience. So I I get anxious. He says, I will keep you in perfect peace. Relax. Chill out. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm good. Lord is my shepherd, I'm I'm okay, I'm I'm fine with not knowing all the details. Jesus says, take on what is important to me, follow me, carry my burdens, and then when he says, I will keep you, he says, I'm going to set the pace for your day. Imagine now having an internal uh, voice that says, go this way, that way, go this way, that way. Yeah, we do, it's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Someone to say, not important. That's not important. Now, how much of what you have geared up all your energy, how, I wonder how much of our day is God is saying, nope, nope. You ever, your ch- you ever have your children panic and they're screaming and crying, and, and your daughter's crying? I, I said daughter. I didn't say son. Sorry. And your daughter's crying, and you're like, what's wrong? And they explain it to you, and you're like, oh, come on. Just, it's okay. Go eat a cupcake, and you'll be fine. <laughs> i do go eat a cupcake that's what i say i love go get some refreshment (laughs) so when we walk in the peace of the lord he will keep you in perfect peace we're following his pace right so when when the the students would follow the rabbi they would literally follow the rabbi And so the rabbi would walk, and and there was an expression that you were covered in the dust of your rabbi. So the rabbi would walk, and he would have his sandals, and he would kick up the dust. And if you were following a rabbi, you'd be covered in his dust. So if I would see see Mike and and Rich, if I would see Carol, I'd be like, oh, you're following a rabbi. Oh, how do you know? Because you're covered in dust. So you were covered in the dust of your rabbi, which means you were covered in his teaching. So you're following the rabbi and the rabbi's setting the pace and the rabbis would walk. And if you ever read, the, you read the gospels. Jesus talks about the lilies of the field and, and the flowers and the trees and just really, really relaxed. Because when you're reliant on covenant, my emotions are geared and are filtered through the peace of God. And having a constant guide to let you know throughout your day what's important, what's not important. We lose our battles because we take on things that are not important. Imagine losing battles that you were never designed to fight. Well, that was a waste. <laughs> that, that wasn't in, I got a black eye for nothing. How many black eyes have you had? At least make it something that was kingdom. Yeah, yeah, I got this one. You should see the other guy. Having a constant guide. So what robs me of the feeling of peace is focusing on things that Jesus would not focus on. He's going to keep you in perfect peace. Keeping, maintaining. I mean, the creator of the heaven and earth lives inside of you and says, I will keep you in perfect peace. Not just peace. Perfect. So... Of course, when you read perfect, you want to know why it's perfect and not just peace. So I did some research and the Hebrew, I'm not an expert, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but in my research, Hebrew is a very interesting language. It's very repetitive. They use a a lot of exaggeration, hyperbole, and they overstate things. So in the Hebrew, that actually should be translated into English that says, I will keep you in peace, peace. Because they want to they they want to make sure that you get it so if you miss it the first time you say it again i will keep you in peace peace So so that's why the lord would repeat himself do not be afraid do not be discouraged do not be afraid do not be discouraged do not be afraid do not be discouraged because i am with you anywhere everywhere you go anytime he would say do not be afraid do not be discouraged he would repeat himself that was the hebrew very repetitive so what god is saying to you i will keep you in peace peace and the Jewish people, uh, the, to this day, if you go to Queens, they would greet each other by saying what? Shalom, which is Hebrew for peace. And it's not just a greeting. You know, we kind of lightly say, oh, God bless you. But it, it, it was, it, that's a greeting, but it's really an impartation. So when the rabbis or when the Jewish men would walk around and they would say shalom, it wasn't just a greeting, it was an impartation. It was a connection between my peace and your peace. There's something powerful about, about peace. But when you have the double doors of peace, peace, that's perfection. So God's going to hit you with peace inwardly and outwardly. God's going to hit you with peace where you're laying in bed or where you're on your way to work. God's going to hit you with peace anywhere and everywhere you go. There's going to be an internal peace. There's going to be a continual peace. There's going to be an abundance of peace. There's going to be the power of peace. But it's going to be a peace that is unaffected by anything in your life going on, on in your life. Right now. And there is nothing. There's no... If you're a follower of Jesus... There is no model or any kind of level of understanding that if you're a follower of Christ that you should worry. There's no, I don't even want to say this, but there's no allowance for worry if you're in covenant. Well, not sometimes. No! In fact, the Bible calls worry a sin. I worry when I want to know more details than I'm, I'm, it's above my pay grade. Eternal God, creator God is out there saying, you got to trust me. Now, we learned in Colossians chapter 1 that the same God who holds uh, the, the earth together is also able to take care of you. He's supreme over creation, but he's also Lord over your life. Right? So he says, I will keep you in so the next time you say, God, keep me in peace, peace. This perfect peace, this peace peace is, is and let's be clear now, is a mindset of rest. Goes way beyond a feeling. Because there are times where we gotta go past and blast through our feelings and operate in faith. So Jesus says join with me when you join with me your soul is mended he says i will give you rest and actually the opposite of peace is brokenness our world is crazy i think that's a good is that appropriate word our not our country our country yes our world is at unrest The lack of peace is brokenness. So when you live out life through the broken version of yourself, you get broken results, which is chaos and crisis and wars and battles and everything that's pointing towards the end times. But if you've ever experienced a broken bone, rest is a real component of the therapy, right? Do nothing. Rest. When you don't rest that broken bone, it'll heal but sometimes broken bones heal wrong. I know sometimes people are like, hey, every time it rains, you know, I get, I, this part of my body uh, hurts. The bone healed, the bone mended together, but it did not mend correctly as a result of a lack of rest. So Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 is equating rest with peace. He says, rest your soul. And I know that we have this phrase, I don't really like it. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, rest in peace. No, you don't need to rest in peace when you're dead. You need to rest in peace when you're alive. When you're dead, you're dead. You'll be in heaven. There's no resting in heaven. You're partying 24-7. The time to rest in peace is now. Turn to your neighbor and say, rest in peace. (laughs) It's like now. So God, Christ, through Christ, is giving us instruction so you have a bone that heals wrong because the, the cast is removed and you may be able to walk again and the bone healed, but it healed wrong. It didn't set correctly as a result of rest. And I remember I shared this illustration several years back when I went to my uh, a chiropractor. I, I, I had problems with my ankles, always spraining my ankles. I was always playing basketball, so I decided to play basketball with my dress shoes. That's what happened. So I go to my chiropractor. She goes, yep, you got a lot of scar tissue. If you know anything about scar tissue, scar tissue is evidence that something didn't heal correctly. So when you don't have peace, there's a lot of scar tissue because you think you heal. So she says to me, we're going to have to re-injure it. I was like, that don't sound very good. So she says, we have to make it feel like you sprained your ankle again and set you up. And I was like, I don't know about that. She says, do you want to be healed or do you want to feel better? People who walk in peace walk whole. People who walk in fragmented peace, just, I just want to, God, I just want to feel better. Just make the pain go away. And I think that's a noble prayer. Make the, I don't like pain. I'm allergic to pain. Make the pain go away. But that's not why Jesus came and died on the cross. He didn't come and die on the cross for the pain to go away. He died on the cross to make you whole. He he died on the cross to to heal your body and to to heal your mind. So peace allows you to heal correctly. So peace gives us a mindset, Lord, I trust you. Because I have this feeling that I have suffered wounds as a result of walking down paths I was never designed to walk down. (laughs) So we don't have to become fractured products of our society. Just because our world is fractured... Just because my world is fractured doesn't mean I have to be fractured. You don't have to be a product of your society. Even if you grew up in a, in a broken home, you, you are not a product of your brokenness. You are a product of the cross. That's, the, that's peace. That's why the scripture says in the Old Testament, I will keep you. I'm going to keep you there. But, but God, I need, I, I need peace. Well, you already have it because you have the prince. I mean, God Almighty decides to come down on this earth. Call himself Mighty God, Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, and then decides to take up residence inside of you. What's my struggle? Why am I struggling? So I, I realize that, that I, I struggle so many times. I'm not. A, it, it's not because of a product of my circumstances. It's a product of my mindset. It's. Not, it's not. I can't blame. See, when you blame your circumstances, you're a victim. When you blame others, you're a victim. But when you take ownership and say, you know what, my world is fractured, it doesn't mean I have to live with a fractured mindset. Being healed, being healed wrong means that you are a, a, a product of a fractured mindset. Being healed more wrong means that you are going through the motions. I just, I just want to smile again. You can smile again but not have joy. And again, this is what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11. He says, simply... Join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you will discover that I am gentle, humble, and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. See, peace is rest, not physical rest, although I like physical rest. When I tell my kids to take a nap, it's like, forget it. I'm down for a nap anytime, right? How many of you know what I'm talking about? We're not talking about physical rest. We're talking about spiritual rest. We're talking about a mindset. Now, in the Old Testament, Sabbath was one day, right? The Jews had Saturday as a Sabbath. Jesus came in the Gospels, and he says, I've come to fulfill the Sabbath. Yeah, you should have a day off. Yeah, you should have one day where you just rest and give it to the Lord. But now Sabbath is not a day. Sabbath is a mindset. Sabbath is a spirit of rest. And this is the reason why he says I'm easy to please is because for the, religious, for the religious folk, God, it was like, man, you had to do all these rules. You had to say all these prayers. You have to follow all these mechanisms, and you have to go through all, all these systems. But here he says, if, if your mind is fixed on me, it's a matter of the mind. The mind, I like to describe the mind as an open platform. That whatever you put on that platform, we got to pay attention to. If you come to my house, I, 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 you go to my counter, I have one big white island counter, and I'm like, whose is this? It don't belong here. Whose is this? Whose eraser is this? Whose pencil is this? Whose paper is this? Who, whose who's book is this? I like it all clear. And if there's little one little time, you guys know, some of you are like, you know, we'll have an altar call just for you guys. And if there's one little tiny microscopic piece of eraser, I'm like, whose is this? It's an open platform. Whatever lands on your mind when you begin to process in your mind becomes a part of who you are. That's why. So this is not. He would keep you in perfect peace whose heart is stayed on thee. He didn't say whose heart is stayed on thee. He didn't say whose 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 spirit or soul is stayed on thee. He, it's a matter of our mind. The Bible says we are to love the Lord our God with all of our mind. We are transformed by the renewing of the mind. We have the mind of Christ. We are not to set our things on earthly. Our minds on earthly things, but Colossians three two says set our minds on heavenly things. Mind, whatever whatever enters your mind and you leave it there, begins a part of your daily process. Say, God, renew my mind. So when Jesus comes to save us, he comes to save our soul. He doesn't come to save our mind. This is why we have to renew our mind, which affects your actions and affects your behavior. The world around you right now competes for your heart. By placing things on the platform called your mind. Perfect peace is connected to having your fixed mind on Christ because we trust him. So one of the things that I've been doing in the last month as the Lord's really been working on my heart to trust him. And the opposite of trust for me, I find myself doing things like, Lord, if I could just figure this out, then we could do this. Lord, this seems really, really impossible. But if you can work this out, I, I think we can make this happen. Father, and, and I, try to, I, I try to use my giftings and my talents, but I fail to realize is that what God has put before me is supersedes my giftings and my talents. What is required is actually something we call miraculous. So when you, when you have somebody who moves from Arizona to Plymouth, to do something that completely doesn't make sense. And you have prophets saying, it's impossible, can't happen, can't happen, can't happen. Then you say, okay, God, we are going to trust you. And if we don't trust you, then our peace is going to be sabotaged and our process is going to be sabotaged. But this is so important that we realize that what you are consumed by is an indicator of your trust factor. Have a five-minute conversation with you Anybody will know, yep, they, they trust God. If all you do is talk about your bills, the weather, how much you don't like work, how do you don't like your boss, you need a new job. We a gauge of your trust factor. Every once in a while, we should hear these words come from your mouth. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I'm trusting in him. Almost like childlike faith. Lord, I don't know. There should be something in your life at any given moment that you can do on your own, and there's something in your life at any given moment that God has to do in your life. Must. If, if I ask you, and if there's nothing in your life right now that requires supernatural intervention, then you're playing it safe. You can't expect miracles and be safe. Any miracle that happens always happens outside my comfort zone. I like my comfort zone, but I can't stay there. How many of you like your comfort zone? You know why I like my comfort zone? Because it's comfortable. It's a zone that's comfortable. That's my definition. Write it down. But anytime something supernatural or miraculous happens, it's because I've said, uh-oh, God, I need you. I have peace. I have no idea. To have perfect peace doesn't mean your mind occasionally thinks about the Lord. It doesn't mean that here and there you think about the Lord. It doesn't mean that God is an option. It doesn't mean that every every once in a while, you know what, I'm struggling. I can't go to church. It doesn't mean that every once in a while he'll be on the platform of your mind. It doesn't mean that I'm going to kind of, I need him now as a resource. No, my mind is sustained by God. Pastor Tony, how can you focus on Jesus all the time? Well, the same way you can focus on other things all the time. Our mind was designed to focus on something. something you could my wife will ask me hey what are you thinking about right now i'll go "Oh, nothing I'll go how is it possible that you could be thinking about nothing the, but the guys have this nothing box right what are you thinking about nothing right now you absolutely are thinking about zero mm, yeah pretty much how do you do that i just i just check out i guess i i didn't listen to the last hour and a half of you what you said say it again Mike, yes, you want to say amen, Mike? <laughs> Angelo, go ahead, say amen. Don't be afraid of your wife, man. Thank you so much, man. Just, okay. Our minds we design to be consumed by something. Because the mind is a platform that's connected to the heart, connected to the soul. Jesus comes and saves your soul. It's my mind that needs work. My soul is going to have it, but it's just, it's this here. So he will keep you in perfect, he will keep me there. When I understand that God is my sustainer, he's my deliverer, he's my strength, he's, he's, he's my help. And late at night you think about God before you go to bed. And early in the morning, David says, early in the morning I rise up and think about you. How is it that we can be consumed by all things? But when it comes to be to focus on Jesus, I just really struggle. Because the mind was designed to be consumed. No, nothing else will battle for that place. Nothing else will compete for that place. Jesus says, join me and you will find refreshments for your soul and rest for your soul. He says, listen, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. I, those are two words that I, you, I, I would not describe Christianity, easy and light. But p- compared to how you and I are doing it, yes. Jesus says, join me. Join the cause of peace. You don't have to fight for peace. And there are times where I go, God, I just, everything's going to be okay. I'm I'm going back to sleep. He says, I will keep you there. That spiritual rest for your soul. God says, I will keep you there. And maybe it's possible that you're not there. Because you're somewhere else. Because you've allowed life to compete and win that spot, that stage in your life. To compete and win for that one spot. Jesus says, I don't want a part of you. I want all of you. And we've allowed life, the world, to compete and win that spot in our lives. And we're battling, fighting battles that you shouldn't even be there fighting. I wonder how much I, of I, I wonder how many of my battles. God says, nope. Walk away from that one. Walk away. You know, teachers would always say growing up in school, when somebody wants to fight you, walk away. My mom would say, when somebody wants to fight you, you fight. Don't let anybody hit you back. You hit back and you hit back harder. Teachers said, nope. You let them just you stand there and let, you let them hit you. I'm like, no. <laughs> so peace now, my stance in peace is determined by my savior, mindset. To protect the mind. He will keep me in peace, peace when I keep my mind on him, because I'm just making a decision right now. To trust in the Lord God, my Savior, my Creator, the rock, the real rock of ages. And I'm going to stand firm right now. So I declare those things during the day so that when I'm up at night, guess what starts rolling? God is my peace. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are my peace. So peace is not something you pray for. Something is, peace is something you live out by thanking God for it, for something you have. That you may not feel like you have, but you have it right now. You have Jesus in your life, you have peace. Because the Prince of Peace lives inside of you right now. The world is falling apart, I have peace. Your world may be falling apart, I have peace. Peace of God, which passes all Philippians 4-7. Which passes all understanding. Will do what? guard guard your heart like a centurion he will guard your heart and your mind so when you come to that level of peace that passes all understanding you come to terms that i don't have to understand relinquish control of the things you'll never have control over say god i trust you and in that i'm gonna have peace one day past tony when i get to heaven i'm gonna ask god why he let that happen oh no you're not that's gonna be the last thing on your mind you're gonna fall flat on your face I'm sorry, God. So, yes, I'm a man of faith. You know what we need to work on? Is the trust factor. Because promises are clear, process is not. We just know He's going to be with us. God, can you give me a little bit more details than that? (laughs) No. Lord, thank you for being with us. Lord, we are eternally grateful for peace. And God, right now, we just take a moment to practice what we preach. And think about Jesus. Think about you, Lord. And that we become consumed by you. And that we would let nothing master us but the master. So our minds are consumed. Let the platform... The counter of our hearts be filled with Jesus thoughts, God thoughts. And we be consumed by covenant. So Lord, for those who are here tonight that just feel, we've all felt overwhelmed, right? At one point or another. Key thing is this, ladies and gentlemen. Don't lose the sparkle in your eye. Don't ever lose the sparkle in your eye. And when you do, if you ever do, I'll be sure to say, hey, listen, you okay? Seems like you're a little down. Don't lose that sparkle. The Prince of Peace lives inside of you. Your future is bright. Thank you for listening. Tony Paolo is the lead pastor of Restoration Church. If you would like more information, go to restorationchurchri.com.